Hey guys, welcome back to Becoming Better Podcast. This is your host, Hope Moquin. Today is an exciting day because this is the first ever special edition episode that was launching today on Mother's Day. I thought today was the perfect day to do a special episode for this overarching topic of Mother's Day and mothers and motherhood, relationships with moms, because Becoming Better was birthed and was launched out of a deep place in my life of having a broken relationship with my mom. And I don't know what your relationship with your mom might look like, but I know for me, it has always been a really sensitive topic in my life. And Mother's Day has always been something that has been incredibly hard for me. And so this year, I was like, you know what? Why not put something out there for other people who are in the same position that I'm in and give them something to hold on to and give them something to encourage them and to Give them something to inspire them to become better. And I know that sounds a little cliche, but this is called becoming better for a reason because I believe that we can take the hurt that we've experienced and we can use it as a motivator to become better, to not repeat those same things. So like I said, for some people, Mother's Day is an amazing day and it's a day that's full of love and full of joy because you get to celebrate your mom and all that she's been to you in your life and all that she's done. For others, Mother's Day is a really heavy emotional day where you're reminded of that absence in your life, where you're reminded of the relationship that you might have been robbed of, where you're reminded of maybe how lonely you felt because your mom wasn't present, where maybe you're reminded of how worthless or how unlovable you might have felt because you didn't have a good relationship with your mom. For some, Mother's Day is a day where they're reminded of everything that they didn't have and where this deep hurt might resurface every year on this day. And so if that's you, if you have had a strained relationship with your mom, if your mom wasn't present in your life, or if you just had a really broken, toxic relationship with your mom, this episode's for you. And I want to start it off by saying there is no shame in that. You don't have to be embarrassed because your mom wasn't there when she should have been. You don't have to feel like it was your fault and that you weren't lovable enough to have a good relationship with your mom. Before getting into anything else, before getting into anything practical, if you're listening to this and Mother's Day is something that has always been incredibly hard for you, Hear me when I say that it was not your fault, that it is not your fault. Despite what your relationship with your mom might have looked like or what it looks like now, that is not a reflection on how lovable you are or how deserving you are to be loved. There is nothing wrong with you. There is no justification as to why you weren't loved unconditionally by your parent. And coming to an understanding does not make you weak. It makes you strong and it gives you strength to be able to recognize what you experienced and to feel so deeply about it that you set yourself up to win to where if you have kids one day, you don't repeat those same mistakes that you experienced. For many of us, or maybe it's just me, this has always been an area that I have found it really difficult on how to navigate to talk about it because you almost feel guilty of admitting such a sensitive thing in your life. And you almost feel guilty for acknowledging that your mother or your father 
wasn't present and wasn't there for you. And in this case, because it's Mother's Day, we're hitting on those who have dealt with that with their mothers. I think a lot of us shrink back from sharing some of our deepest hurts in our testimony and in our story because we don't want to hurt somebody else. And I have struggled with that for a long time because who wants to admit that they didn't have a good relationship with their parent. How does that make their parent feel? Like, despite of what has been done to you, you still feel that in your heart of like, ugh, like, I don't want to talk about them that way or I don't want to say that. And for me, I have just had to come to terms with, I believe that there is a difference between tearing somebody down and continuing in the conversation of all of the bad things that were done or all of the bad things that happened There's that route you can take of constantly tearing somebody down and trying to ruin their image, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then there is the side of simply just stating the reality and the truth of what you experience and what happened in your life. Because your story is your story. And the things that have hurt you are the things that have hurt you. The things that you've seen and the things that you experienced, you're not a bad person And you're not a liar and you're not a name basher just because you're stating what has happened in your life and the things that have deeply wounded you. And I think to be able to share appropriately, there has to be some level of healing that you experience or it's just going to come out in a very hurtful way because you're still dealing with it. And that's okay. This is a really hard thing to overcome. And so if that's you and you've experienced a lot of hurt in your family life and you're hesitant to talk about it and you're hesitant to share about it because you don't want to hurt someone else's feelings or you don't want to bash somebody's name, first of all, check your heart before you're going to share and ask yourself, why am I sharing this? Why am I talking about this? Am I sharing about this? And am I talking about this because I want to humiliate the other person? Am I sharing about this? And am I talking about this because I want to throw this person under the bus? Or am I sharing about this? And am I talking about this because I want to help other people learn how to overcome it? And I want to help other people learn how to process through it and how to move past it. Regardless of what it is, We are all human. There are so many of us that have gone through the same exact things, but nobody will know that if nobody shares about it. Even the super sensitive, touchy areas like family. And for me, that's where I landed of when I was going through these things that were deeply wounding me, these emotions that were overcoming and overtaking my life and my thought life. When I was processing through all of these events and these hurts in my life regarding my relationship with my mom, I hadn't heard a lot of people be open and talk about it. And so I felt like it was just me and I felt like I was alone in it. And it made me even feel more of like, oh, like this is my fault because I wasn't planned. This is the hate that my mom has for me or because I wasn't lovable enough. This is why she treated me this way. Like just the list goes on and on and on because not a lot of people talked about it. It made me feel alone. And so now, truly with a lot of areas in my life, I feel like I've had a lot of hurt in my life, but whenever you hear me talking about it, you'll notice that I don't sit in something and continue to bash somebody. I don't sit in something and try to make somebody sound like this awful person. I will simply state what happened in my life and the truth and the reality of the events that took place. And then I'll share about the emotions that it made me feel. And I think that's important for those of you who are struggling with hurt and who are struggling with deep wounds is that 
when you do go to talk about it, especially relating to family, you don't ever want to bash somebody. You don't want to drag someone under the under the bus, but you also, you don't want to minimize your story for the sake of somebody else's feelings because this is your story. You can't change what has happened, but you can shed light to it and you can share about it to other people to let them know they're not alone. And you can help give them the tools on how to move past it and how to process through it and how to move forward so that they can become all that God has for them so that they can experience healing so that they can become better so they don't repeat those things that happen to them. As I was preparing for this episode, I was doing research and just looking at different articles and different tools and steps on how to navigate a toxic relationship with a parent figure, with an authority figure, what those look like, because I didn't want it just to be my experiences, which I'll continue to share in this, but I wanted to give you guys some practical steps and tools that you can use in processing those feelings. So this article I found online, it's super fresh. It's from April 27th, 2023, and it's called 14 Steps to Deal and Cope with a Toxic Mother by Sarah Christensen. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'm going to go through a few that I've seen help me in my own life and that I feel like I can speak on. Starting off strong, she says, you can't change somebody else. And while we might not always be in a position to change a toxic situation, We can always change how we respond to a situation. The pain that comes with dealing with a toxic parent can cause permanent damage if not dealt with correctly. And that is so true. I am so thankful that I started therapy at a younger age when I first realized all of these things were happening because it's helped me so much. A mother is supposed to love, nurture, protect, and care for her children. But when she does the opposite, the pain that comes with that kind of betrayal negatively impacts the mental state of a person more than you know of why wasn't I good enough? Why wasn't I worth it? What's wrong with me? What did I do? What could I have done? Just all of these thoughts that you were never made to feel because your mom was supposed to love you unconditionally. Your mom was supposed to be your number one fan. Your mom was supposed to be the loudest person cheering in the bleachers. And for me, in my case, my mom wasn't even in the bleachers. <laughs> and that did something to my heart and my soul um, more than I wanted to admit when I was getting older. As you begin to talk to people about how to navigate through it and, and what to do with the kind of pain that comes with having an absent mom, you're going to find a lot of different responses and you're going to find a lot of different approaches. And so let me just preface, this is just stuff that has worked for me. And though I believe very strongly in it, and I believe that everything I'm about to say is true and the right thing to do, I understand that people do have different views and beliefs and concepts, and that's okay. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to give you what I've seen work in my life and what has helped me. Even with this article, the first thing that she says is that understand that it's okay to walk away. I'll repeat that. It's okay to walk away. Though it's one of the hardest decisions you can make, it's okay. She says, nip the evil right in the bud. Having to walk away from your mother is not an easy task, but sometimes it is very necessary. The saying goes, you can't expect to heal in the same environment that made you sick. And that's true. You cannot expect to heal in the same environment that made you sick. And that's why you have to understand it's okay to walk away. 
It's okay to set those boundaries. It's okay to cut off for a season or even maybe permanently because everyone's situation is different. Even with family members, it's okay. She also wrote, in a quest to try to save her, you might end up drowning yourself too. Sometimes it's okay to cut our losses and move on. This does not make you a bad person. It just means you love yourself enough to realize when a situation is way past the point of saving. Something else that she says is that it's okay to try to make it work. It's okay to try again so that when you do finally walk away, you know that you did all that you can do. But it's also important to state that you can only try for so long. You can only try for so long before you lose yourself. This is one of the most important things, if not the most important, is to be honest with yourself. If you choose to stay in a relationship with your mom, even after the abandonment, even after the hurt, even after the chaos, you must be honest with yourself. Be realistic with your expectations. If it's love and kindness and approval you're after, it may not come. And if it does come, it may be a form of manipulation. Take note and take inventory of what her real behavior is and accept it for what it is. This makes it easier to know when you are being manipulated. It also acts as your shield by making you accept when you don't receive what you are hoping for or when she turns to be mean or hurtful towards you. Last one that I'll read from this article, it says confidence is paramount. When dealing with a toxic person, expect to be intimidated by their harsh words, which may be aimed at drawing you into a fight or try to make you feel inferior. It's important to believe in yourself and also stick up for yourself. Don't let their harsh words get the better of you. Remember that they're doing and saying all of the harsh things just to get the better of you. Learn how to say no in confidence. If you don't want to do what your mother is asking you to do or if she says something you don't agree with, learn to say no with confidence. The thing that no one wants to admit or really talk about is that when we have lived with a toxic mother figure, when we have experienced deep hurt and deep wounds, we have to be mature enough to identify our own toxic behaviors. Sure, we may have experienced a toxic behavior growing up and even now we've seen it, we know what it looks like, and we know the damage that it causes. And having lived through it, It's possible to have picked up some of those behaviors on our own. Develop some mechanisms to help you cope with the situation. It's so important to have self-evaluation frequently to make sure that we're free from that toxicity ourselves. And if you struggle with it, seek therapy, seek counseling. I think everyone should go to counseling. It is so helpful to be able to talk with professionals and process through these really deep wounds. You just got to make sure that you didn't pick up any habits from all of those toxic encounters. And one of the things that it said in the article is that most toxic behaviors are a result of a toxic legacy, which is carrying forward toxic behavior from a previous toxic home environment to a new home. And becoming better is all about that, of understanding what has hurt us, understanding what has wounded us. And remembering how we felt so much so that it motivates us to work on ourselves, to become the best version that we can possibly be. Because you don't want to project that hurt onto somebody else. You can't change what you have experienced. And you can't change what has been done to you. But you get to choose how you want to move forward and how you want to grow from it. 
and how you want to invest in yourself so that you never do that to somebody else. And that's why Mother's Day is slowly starting to not make me as sad as it used to because I'm learning, because I'm growing. And more and more, year by year, I have a deeper understanding that I don't have to become what I've seen. I don't have to repeat what I've seen. And that's why I started becoming better so that I can hopefully have an impact on other people to encourage them and to inspire them to use their hurt as a motivator to become what they didn't have, to become the example that they didn't have. And my mother was not the first poor example of a woman that I saw in my life. I feel like I've had so many encounters of just poor women authority figures in my life. Let me read you the story behind Becoming Better. Growing up, I had no one to teach me how to be a woman, let alone how to be a godly woman. I grew up watching my mom read the newest beauty magazine every night and spent at least four days a week sitting in the dressing room while she shopped. I was taught beauty was identified in our makeup, in our style, and having the name brand clothes and shoes. It never sat right with me, and for the longest time, I thought something was wrong with me because I wasn't obsessed with these things that I grew up watching. Then growing a little older in the mid-teenage years, you know, the really awkward years, girls were the cruelest humans I had ever experienced. If you didn't wear the same clothes as the popular kids, you were a loser. If you didn't have the newest phone, you were a loser. If you liked a boy that another girl liked, you were about to get chewed out. Girls always had this roaring insecurity that we've tried to cover up with authority over other girls, as if authority is an antidote to our lack of confidence. In my older teenage years, I watched my best friend hook up with my boyfriend at the time. I watched the girl from church get passed out at the party. I watched the wealthy girl bully the less fortunate girl. Girls have always been known for going after what they want and not caring about who they hurt in the process. Girls have been known for putting a perfect image and then living in hate behind the doors. Girls have been known for being mean. And I struggled with this idea of women influencers, if you will, so much in my recent years because all my life, even up until now, I've I've seen how girls can be. We are always influencing people whether we want to or not. However, we get the choice on how we're going to influence people. We get to choose if we're going to love or if we're going to hate We get to choose if we're going to be loud or if we're going to be understanding. We get to choose if we're going to be hasty or if we're going to be patient. We get to choose if we are going to speak life or if we're going to gossip. We get to choose if we're going to be proud or if we're going to be humble. Let's be the type that really means it. I had such an ill feeling towards women for years because the examples of women that I had seen in my life were not very good ones. What I learned is that the Lord will use us to fill in the gap for what we have seen the most lacking. The Lord will use us to fill in the gap for what we have seen the most lacking. He will use us to be what we never had for somebody else. So for the girl who has been hurt by another girl, you're better than to shrink back for the rest of your life because that one person. For the girl who has been verbally attacked by other girls, you're approved by God. Who cares what they say? For the girl who has been randomly dropped by her friends, you're on your way to better things and fruitful friendships. For the girl whose mom is pressuring her to do something with her life, take your time and let God guide you. For the girl who finds herself insecure because of other girls, 
Whatever they said to you to make you insecure came from their own insecurity. You are enough. I hope we can learn to celebrate each other. I hope we can learn how to look crazy for how much we cheer each other on. I hope we learn that we will only get stronger from holding each other up. Healing and encouragement will never come from tearing down. When this roaring insecurity comes sneaking its way back up, I hope we stomp on it together and send it back to hell where it came from. And instead of covering it up with authority over each other, I hope we join together in authority over it and speak truth to it that we are all a team and we're all equal and we're all pretty freaking amazing. Let's be the girls that we always needed. And so if you find yourself today on Mother's Day feeling these emotions that you don't want to feel, having a hard time, feeling sorry for yourself, feeling sorry for what hasn't been and what you missed out on, it's okay, okay? Like, it's okay to have those feelings because you're human and because it was hurtful. I know it was hurtful. The last words that my mom has said to me in person was F you. So I get it. My mom jumped up, had an affair, and left our family, and the last conversation we had in person was that if you choose to leave all of our family and go with this man, what you're saying is that you love and you choose this man over your entire family, and she said yes. It got to the point where no one in my family, none of us can have a relationship with her because it's so hurtful and because it's so painful. And it's not that we hate her. It's not that we want to bash her name. It's just, this is a part of our story. And I think more people need to understand that people need to hear your story, even the hard and the sensitive areas of your life. Like we can't control what has happened in our story. And so let's use it to be a light to other people, to the people who are hurting from the same experiences. I know there are people who are hurting from their mom. I know there are girls who feel like they're unworthy to be loved because their mom walked out on them. I know there are girls who had to grow up way earlier to try to take care of their mom emotionally because their mom wasn't there emotionally for them. I get it. But God is saying to you, all of those who are weary, come to me and I will give you rest. God is saying, I have prepared a table for you. God is saying to you, I know the plans I have for you to give you a hope and a future. God is saying to you what he started, he will finish. God is saying to you that he will use what the enemy meant for harm for your good. God is saying to you, I am doing a new thing. God is saying to you, you will run and not grow weary, that you are hidden beneath his wing, that you are called, that you are anointed, that you were made for such a time as this. Despite what your story might have looked like, despite the emotions that you may feel on this day, despite the pain that you have walked through, despite the hurt that has been done to you, God says that I have a plan for you that's going to prosper you where you're going to nod your head at everything that has happened in your life because you're going to be able to see the glory and the goodness of God all over it, that there was nothing that happened in your life that was without purpose and that eventually you're going to be able to see the purpose in it. And maybe that day is today where you get to have the understanding of what it was doesn't have to be for you, that you can become 
better, that you can use that hurt, that you can use those experiences to go to counseling now, to work out your crap now before you bring kids into the world. Or if you are a mom right now and you have kids and you're struggling with how to parent because you had a broken relationship with your mom, God is available to you as well. Good news and good things are available to you as well. Seek him, let him guide you, let him pull out the things in you that need to be pulled out so that you can become all who God has made you to be. I know our feelings are a real thing, but the truth of God is bigger than our feelings. And in hard seasons and hard days and hard topics like these, we have to hold on to the truth of God's word to be able to make it through. And God's saying today, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. If you're listening to this, I'm proud of you because if you clicked on this, that means there is something in your life. There is some area in your life that has pained you in regards to a parent. And even you listening to this is you taking a step and wanting to become better and wanting to grow. And for that, that alone, I'm proud of you. You're going to get through it. You're going to see why things happen the way that they did. And you're going to see how God uses you to be the thing in the area that was lacking, how God develops you, how he raises you up, how he restores you, how he redeems you. You just watch what God wants to do in you for you to become that thing that you wish you had. You're going to make it. You're going to get through it. You're going to become better for this. I believe in you. I love you guys. And I'm cheering you on. Even if I don't know you, I'm cheering you on. I hope that you can take this throughout the rest of your day and that you can be encouraged and that you can be inspired. I really hope that you got something out of this and that you just feel the love of God coming through wherever you're listening right now and let his love wash over you today. Let his grace wash over you today that he's proud of you. He has a plan for you and he loves you. As always, if you have any questions or you want anything talked about on the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to podcast at hopemoquin.com and I would love to talk to you. This was the episode for this week. And so I will catch you guys back here next week for a brand new episode. All right. Bye. Bye.